Welcome to the Ask the Commish podcast, week 10. I'm Isaiah. I'm Mark. And Dan, Dan is recuperating today. So it's just going to be us. So, first up, you had an idea. With the Powerball being so high, if you win a billion dollars, what team do you buy? Now, all of the, now, you're right, all of the NFL teams can't be bought for a billion dollars. It's impossible at this point. The two cheapest, you know, cheapest <laughs> franchises um, are valued, Cincinnati and Detroit are valued right around $3 billion, and it just goes up from there. So you win Powerball, you're not getting in the NFL unless, you know, you're not going to be a full-time owner. Maybe, yeah. maybe you can get in with the celebs down in Miami and get like a 10% share, but you're not getting an actual NFL franchise. The good nope. news is if you're looking for uh, professional sports in the U.S., there are several teams that can be had uh, for $2 billion or less. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I would love... Growing up in in the Maryland D.C. area, I would love the Baltimore Orioles. Love them. Historic franchise. Camden Yards is awesome. It's in a great locale, even if they were to tear it down and build it back up. And I think I, I think certain franchises, if you buy them, you they're going to make money because they're not quote unquote loser losers. Yeah. I would buy the Seattle Mariners. Oh, I think Seattle is an amazing city. They have a great fan base. Um, I've been to the stadium. Every it's the baseball stadium is right next to the football stadium. It's walking distance from the city. Like it's it's a beautiful area. Um, you know the fan base is passionate. Um, I think with the history with you know Ichiro and other players from Japan, you could get yeah. some sort of, uh, you know, either like a connection or some sort of relationship, um, you know, and try to start uh, funneling, you know, the best of the best from uh, that side of the world over to Seattle. No, that's great. No, Seattle's, Seattle's the good one. Um, I mean, them losing their basketball team was like, weird at the time because I think it's always weird when teams that have a, like old franchises that have been around for a long time move to these places and it's like what's the big deal yeah oddly enough the idea with the Chargers leaving San Diego because they wanted a new stadium I think only winning franchises should get new stadiums that seems the weirdest thing how teams can suck for years and years, not be, not do anything, and then go, you know what? We want a bunch of millions to get a new stadium. To do what with? Lose again? Yeah. I think that, you know, for building stadiums, I think it should solely be on the owner and the franchise. Like, it, nothing bothers me more than when the stadiums get, you know, taxpayer-funded. Oh, it's the worst. It's like, you guys, capitalism, capitalism is terrible, but you guys are making it really, really bad. Like, you, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that at all. There's, um, 
there shouldn't be any way that that should be allowed, especially because it's not like the owners aren't billionaires to begin with. Yeah, I think, you know, for for the billionaires, you know, they're trying to save money anywhere they can. You know, they're billionaires because they don't spend money, not because, you know, they can make it. You know, they, (laughs) you know, it's. uh, But I think, you know, there are certain owners like Robert Kraft, who, you know, probably several others who have never taken any, you know, taxpayer money. You know, they fund, yeah, they fund their own thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's because some of these, I mean, because some of these owners like literally breathe life into the word cheapskate. Like that's it. You know what I mean? And it's like, come on, you guys. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. And they're like, I'm a big fan in the NHL of, you know, the salary cap, but there's also a salary minimum. Like we expect you to spend a certain amount of money. No, it, that should be, your that team. should be. That should be a thing for every professional sport. Absolutely. hundred yeah, percent. Because the salary you. cap, the salary cap is literally just to protect owners from themselves. That's nothing to do with, with the athletes in that way. Yeah. The, there are, there are plenty of owners who love their teams and will put in lots of money to be able to, you know, get the best players, the, the Steinbrenners. Yeah. Um, Jerry Jones, um, you know, there are, you know, several others, but, you know, those are the two that come to mind who, you know, want to spend their money, who are invested in their team, who want to see it do well. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, and you, as a fan, you appreciate that because you can see it. It's, it's easily visible. I mean, Daniel Snyder, even with all of the, crazy horrible things he was doing he would still write the check it's like if you're going to own the team that's the that's literally the main thing to do write the check so we both bought a a major league baseball franchise uh there are several teams in the nba as well uh were there any of the teams on the list that interested you Okay, so um, you know what's funny? There's always been something about Orlando to me. Um, Orlando's one of those teams that's that's always kind of been the little brother of the quote unquote real NBA teams, but they've been around so long now. You know, it's kind of funny. Like you blink your eyes and a team's twenty something years old, and I think. The problem is they've had good players and the good players like leave because, you know, they want to win. They, they want, they want to dominate in other places. And I think one of the problems with a lot of teams is if they start losing, they can't trans, they can't transition. And I think Orlando's, I think Orlando is, is the kind of place, right? It's Miami. I mean, not Miami, but it's it's Florida. So you had that you had built-in fan bases in Florida, and the idea is, if Orlando starts playing well and Miami doesn't, you'll have the you'll have trickle down effect from fans, which is great. I think out of everyone on the list, I was actually looking for an NBA franchise who I could move to a different city. 
Um, <laughs> you know, I feel bad that, you know, Seattle got uh, their NBA franchise taken. So maybe it's, uh, you know, Orlando is another potential. I don't know what their capacity and what type of their fan base is, but, you know, Orlando seems more of a tourist type city instead of yes, a large, you know, large actual population that cares about the team. Um, but I would look for a team who, whose team just the or whose city or fan base just didn't really care about them and look to move <laughs> back to a different area, a different city where, you know, new potentials. You know, whether that's, yes, uh, I mean, Orlando is a good possibility. Um, OKC. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think those are the only two. Well, maybe. it was, it's so funny. It was it's so funny about a team like OKC coming from Seattle. And I was always under the impression, the idea that, if a team is leaving a city, it's going to a quote unquote bigger market and bigger city. So the idea is, can, is Oklahoma City a bigger market than Seattle? You know what I mean? I think it's because of, you know, maybe geographically, um, there are, you know, Seattle's close to Portland. So that's true. You know, and OKC is in the middle of like, what other teams are around it? Like on a map. And Oklahoma? Yeah. Um, I mean, Memphis is kind of close. Indiana is kind of close. True. Yeah. Yeah. But, makes sense. I mean, and then the other side, you know, Denver and Utah, but it's, you know, and then there's nothing, maybe Minnesota up, you know, in Detroit, a little north. And then south, you have all the Texas teams, but it's, it's a large population who really didn't have a team. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so um, I think I'm, I'm surprised that it looks like Oklahoma City is going to be around for a while. And it also looks like Seattle is eventually going to get another team. Well, we think about like the, the NFL or franchises that have left cities and then you know, gotten, gotten it back. I mean, there've been several times that NFL teams in Los Angeles have left and then eventually uh -huh. LA got a new franchise. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Baltimore Colts moved to Indianapolis and then the Cle Cleveland moved to Baltimore and then Cleveland <laughs> yes. got a new team. And, so weird. you know, it's, um, you know, so you figure maybe, you know, St. Louis might be in line for another team soon. Um, but it's, yeah, oh, I mean, St. Louis is one of those cities. I think always, I think they're always in line. Yeah, it's because you know, they they try to go to where you know they can make the most money. You know, with, yeah, and where the people are, and where the people are going to go. Their people are there. They they. I think St. Louis is one of those places that is a sports town still. Like overall, you know, it's like it, do, it doesn't seem hard to get people to go to games there. Yeah, I'd say there are there are some areas that can support teams. I mean, New York has two of everything. You know, New York City has two football, yes. two baseball, two basketball, two hockey. You know, consider the the Islanders. Uh, 
but yeah, <laughs> you know, they can they have enough of a population and enough of a sports fan base to you know be able to have two teams of each sport. Yeah, uh, I don't think you get away with that in many other areas. Like, I don't think Boston could have another baseball team. So it's funny. So Boston, Boston uses the everything can fall under the New England thing. And so that's how you end up having a place. It's just like, oh, this is New England. So this city can have a, I mean, like the, like the reality is, right? If, if they wanted to have the Boston Patriots, could they have a Connecticut Yankees? I'm you not know? sure Connecticut um, would house, like, other than Boston, there really isn't, like, Hartford and Providence aren't large enough areas to house, like, prof- like professional See, sports. See, so that's, that's just funny, right? I think Providence can't be that much different. I think Providence can't be that much different from an from a Oklahoma City. Size, I uh, would say, how should I put this? If not size-wise, fan base, definitely. I can see, I can see Providence being able to kind of generate a buzz and keep it, just because all their, I mean, they have so many colleges in the surrounding area of New England. They could, they could prosper. So Oklahoma City's population is about three and a half times that of Providence. Wow, goodness. So I would never guess that. In the 2020 census, Providence's population is about 191,000. Goodness. Uh, Oklahoma City's uh, is about 688,000. How do you have all these people? Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, like, I know Hartford used to have the Whalers, you know, way back when. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, 120,000. Um, it's other than Boston, there aren't any, I think, large enough markets to be able to um, have, have a sports franchise be profitable in this area. No, that, that makes, I mean, hey, yay, you're right. That makes sense. That, that makes sense. Um, you know, like Chicago has two baseball teams, you know, just because of, you know, it's a large population. Um, I think it's New York, L.A., Chicago, Houston. It's okay. like the top four. Yes. Um, you know, they have all, you know, all have multiple franchises across the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime, I mean, anytime you have the big, the big states can, I mean, they can house that because, they generate that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at just the state of California, I mean, they have multiple, they have two LA basketball teams, they have Golden State, they have Sacramento. Yep. Um, and then going up the coast, there's also, you know, Portland. Um, so there's, you know, a geographically, there's large enough population. You know, football, San Francisco, Oakland, right across the bay. Yes. Well, now what football? I mean, what now? Um, there are four Cali, Cali teams now for the NFL. Yeah. Um, both LA, and then you have San Fran, and you have San Diego. 
Oh, no. And you have Oakland. No, Las Vegas move. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> right so, so it's very it's very interesting. All these teams moving. So what do you think about the coaches moving? Okay. So the Jeff Saturday thing is it's basically Jim Ursay saying he doesn't care what people think. That's it. Yeah, he's the owner. He's going to do what he wants, what he thinks is best for the team. And I think that's one of the instances of, you know, someone's running the team who doesn't really know what they're, what they're doing. They're trying to identify a problem, fire a coach after a short amount of time because they're overreacting. And just like, I just, Jeff Saturday, I don't get it. Like he's coached. I understand he was an amazing, you know, should be hall of fame, you know, player. Um, yeah, but he's never coached above the high school level, and he's not even being the play caller this week. The assistant QB coach is going to be the play caller. Yeah, but in, I... he interviewed everyone, and he's the only one who's actually called any plays at like even like a collegiate level. <laughs> well, I think I think what, actually what I think is that's... going on in this organization. I where... think. I think the owner wanted somebody he could tr- uh, I think he wanted somebody he could trust and could believe him. I think the problem is going to come when at the end of the season he wants to hire him full time and then people are going to start asking questions what about the Rooney rule and all that stuff because I don't think you do a hire there is no reason to do a hire like this spur of the moment willy-nilly there is none you had enough because there were enough people and candidates there already that, I mean, because I can't, I don't think I've ever seen an interim, an interim head coach get hired that wasn't on staff, you know, that wasn't on the coaching staff. I think the, for interim head coach, they don't have to apply the Rooney rule. Yeah. So once they do start, like if they want to make him head coach, I think they they will have to interview other candidates. Yeah, but and, which, know, they'll have to go through the process. Yeah, but we yeah, which we know is just going to be a sham. It's like because it's like yeah, you didn't bring you didn't bring him in there. Who he he was already working. He had a job. He didn't just get brought in. You know, they didn't just get he didn't just. And I also think with all the backlash that you would receive from it as the owner, you didn't bring him in there just to look inept or incompetent for the remaining seven weeks. Yeah. You you want him to look good so that it justifies the hiring at a later date. Yep. That's it. I just, but out of, out of all the former players, like why wouldn't you hire Pat McAfee? That's the guy I want as my coach. That's funny. Yes. I can see that. I love that. I think, I think the, the weirdest thing, I think the idea is, I think just the idea is he, you know how, I mean, you know how people are. You you believe in somebody. And I think he somehow believed in Jeff Saturday. And I know um, apparently Jeff Saturday was a consultant on the team, but I didn't know he was, I thought, you know, it's more of that you ask the guy a couple of questions and cut him a check. But it seems like maybe he, he was in the owner's ear a little more than everyone realized. 
Because I don't think it was, I don't think it was, I don't think it was that much of a surprise to Jeff Saturday. You know, like they can say what they want, but I refuse to believe Wright gets fired and then Jeff Saturday gets some strange call that he wasn't expecting at all. I think he had some inclination of what was going to happen and transpire for the last few weeks. I mean, he played for the Colts for several years. Yes, I think seven, eight. Yeah, a a lot. I mean, I think he, and he played well enough. I mean, he was guarding Peyton that whole time. Um, You know, he's, he drank the Kool-Aid, you know, if you will. Yeah. He's, um, you know, he's, he's involved in the organization. You know, the, the Patriots have a lot of former players that have gone through coaching. I think, wasn't Gerard Mayo? Like, yeah, Gerard Mayo was on staff. Was yeah. on staff. I think, you know, some people come in and they just have the knowledge of, like, they just get it. Yes, like, absolutely. What it, like, have you ever seen the movie The Program? Like, of course. Alvin, Alvin Mack, where you know, <laughs> he's just an idiot. I can't even read, but... We know that you show him just like slides in a film set and he knows exactly what to do. So it's like, oh, I blitz the left side. Like, oh, I take out the running back. Oh, I kill yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they just they just know. So I think um Jeff Saturday is probably one of those players who just he gets it. He understands yeah. the game well enough to you know make a good enough impression for his time there that yeah, well. Yeah, I don't think he'll be inept. I think he seems smart enough to hire smart people. That's literally it. And then I think he they finish out the year, draft the quarterback, and then rebuild from the ground up. I mean, they 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 have a decent roster. You know, I just I don't know what. You know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's coaching or what. I mean, I don't follow follow the coats that that uh, closely to understand. But I mean, they're still they're three, five, and one, and they're second in their division. Like for them, I know there're gonna be a lot of quarterbacks out there, but for them to get like a top quarterback, like I just right now, if the season were to end right now, they'd be drafted. Yeah. Four- 14th overall. Ugh, gosh. Yeah, I guess that's not too good. So, yes, I, mean, I don't know. What... If if Jeff Saturday's coming in to win as many games as he can, to look good to get hired, then, yeah. you know, they're trying to get a top-tier quarterback in the first round. Like It doesn't. Then they're going to have to take Opposite of that tank. goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like. They need to figure out if Ellinger can. If Ellinger can play, that changes everything. I mean, maybe, maybe it's like, hey, Jeff, we need you to come in and do us a solid. Like, we're gonna hire you as head coach. No, no, no hold on. Listen, he, listen, listen. Just, just listen. We're gonna hire you as head coach. You're gonna tank the rest of the year. Then we're gonna look for a new head coach. You know, we'll pay you a little money to the side. But you know, we'll still have your, you know, you on staff to, you know, uh, give us guidance and whatnot. But well, pretty much, we well, need someone to be a fall guy so we can tank the rest. Well, of the see, people. so I think so. That's what I was thinking. But I also think if you're him, this is a 
this is a resume booster right here. You know, it's basically like, if I mean, hypothetically speaking, if they go 500, this literally could get him a, hypothetically speaking, let's say a $10 million a year job for the next five. So let's let's look at the remaining schedule right now. So the next game they play against the Raiders. Based on how the Raiders are playing, it's a pretty good... go either or. Yeah. yeah. So let's just say, let's just give that one to the Colts. Okay. Then they play the Eagles. Nope. They, they lose. They play the Steelers. That's another winnable game for the Colts. Okay, cool. We then, got them at the, five wins right now. Then the Cowboys. That'll be another okay. loss. Then the Vikings. Probably another loss. Yep. And then the Chargers. That's kind of toss-up, in my opinion, because of all the injuries that the Chargers yeah. are having right now. Um, okay, let's we'll give them we'll give them in an upset. We'll give them six wins right now. That's six. Then they play the Giants. They'll probably lose to the Giants. Yep. And then they play the Texans. That's another very winnable Seven. game. Okay. I mean, uh, actually, it's a very that's another very tieable game for them. Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. That would be great if they if they started and ended the season with a twenty to twenty tie against the Texans. That'd be beautiful, beautiful. Oh, so, like I think that'd just be poetry of like just a nice crap sandwich of a of a season. <laughs> so it's so I mean so it does sound like it's possible. Um, I just don't think. I think if you wanted to tank, if you wanted to tank, you could at least just fire the coach and hire somebody who's who's un who's uneducated with the coaching process that's already there. Somebody else who's already unqualified, you just hire them. But if you bring in somebody cold out of nowhere and then want to speak highly of how, of how um, smart they are and how much they know the game, he's not coming there. It's like, he's not coming there to tank for what, you know, it's, I think it's one of those you know they're going to be 500 for a couple of years yes and absolutely. you know they're not going to be bad enough to get a really good quarterback to get out of their situation nope and they're not going to do well enough you know to like advance in the playoffs stuck in the middle um yeah. kind of like miami was for a while um, for a long while yeah. And okay, um, and so here, here's the thing. Let's go to this week's let's go to this week's picks. Speaking of teams that don't know what they're doing, Falcons and Panthers. Thursday night. Falcons, Panthers. I'm gonna have to let me pull up my picks real quick. I made these, I always make my picks in a very hasty five minutes. Let me just <laughs> my first opinion. I'm not even gonna have any all right. I have Atlanta against Carolina. Now Fantasy wise, I really need Carolina to run the ball this week because last week <laughs> Dr. Foreman killed me. They just don't know. Somebody, hey, I need to drink London to catch balls, but for some reason, they don't throw good balls to him. And when he does catch him, it's only like three or four. And I'm just getting slaughtered by the Atlanta offense. I know, like last week, I mean, Carolina, like it was, it was like before the first quarter even ended, it was 35 nothing. So, like, they weren't going to run the ball anymore. So, I'm like, oh, all right. So, I've lost this week. But, I mean, I think Atlanta has not a good 
a chance of putting up that many points in the first half. So no, I don't think so. I think it'll be a close game to the end. Um, I just, I don't know whether it's going to be like a lot of scoring or no scoring. That's literally the kind of game it is. Neither one is a very good team, but they have good players. I just, uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta, but I, I'm, I'm rooting for Carolina. That's that's literally how I feel. Same. Okay, now Seahawks and Bucks play in Germany. I think the Seahawks take them out. I think, I think the Bucks. Ha- I think Tom Brady had his Tom Brady moment this season. I can't see him having another one. Yeah, I have Seattle. Um, I you know, Tom's amazing, and every year in fantasy in our league. It's full of homers who always take him in the first round. So this is, in his entire career, the first year I have ever had Tom Brady on my fantasy team. And it's the one year where, like, other than his injury year, it's the first year where he's just underperformed. It's brutal, I know. You know, and I know he has a lot going on in his personal life. Um, You know, he's kind of still going through it. Yeah, as they say. You know, it's Mopey Brady. I don't know if I, – I just don't see him coming out of it this year. No, I don't think so. I think the team has had too many injuries on the O-line, and I think I think it's shown, and I also think they're, they have a bad schedule. They're playing against teams who should beat them, who are healthier. It seems every, everything is just building up to – for them to lose this year. Yeah, and despite being four and five, um, I'm pretty sure they're first in their division. <laughs> I think um, I I think the Falcons are going to take that division, but uh, I'm sure they I'm have sure a, the Bucks. They have a very good team. Their their Buccaneers are four and five, and the point differential is negative two. Whew. Um, but Atlanta's point differential is negative eight. <laughs> oh, crazy. So, um, yeah. So I think uh, looking at the standings this past week, it, very interesting how bad some divisions are and how good some divisions are. Yes, yes. Because everybody can't go to the playoffs. Now, speaking of the next, next game, Lions-Bears, I would love to see the Bears sneak into the playoffs but they've got so many losses already but um they seem to be on the right eventually Campbell's going to get fired from Detroit this year it's going to happen it's I think he seems to be he seems to be a guy that can get his players to respond to him and everything but I also think he He's not the coach that can squeeze all of the talent out of talentless players the way good coaches can. And I think that's going to cost him his job in the end. Detroit is just a, a, a bad franchise. Just year after year, they just aren't good. Like in the last 20 years, uh, they've been to the playoffs three times. 
with which is terrible with Stafford, and they're all they're all zero and three wild card playoff losses. Um, you know, and then going back in the nineties, they were in the playoffs five more times, actually all right, six times, and their record was one and six. Just terrible. Um, and then in the eighties, their record. They went to the playoffs twice, 0 and 2. In the 70s, they went to the playoff once, the 0 and 1. Yeah, just, um, just terrible. Uh, so yeah, 1957. That was like their peak. They were they, <laughs> they, they, they won That's the championship. A... They wow. won the league championship. They were two and all in the playoffs. They, their record that year is eight and four. Uh, that was wow, and then it's just been downhill ever since. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think they're going to get a try to get a quarterback this year, and they should be able to. Yeah, but it's it's Detroit, so instead of a quarterback, they'll probably just draft like a very very talented wide receiver or a running back. <laughs> yeah, or, or a lineman. It's yeah, like, something. Um, we don't position, know who you're going to block for, but a position they already <laughs> have, but they want to get, you know, another one. It's like, it's great you have yeah. all the talented tools, but if you don't have someone to give them the ball, then it as they, yeah, as they call it, they need a trigger man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so now um, we got the Browns Dolphins. I, I'm actually, I'm. This is one of my um, upset picks. I think the Dolphins. I think they're starting to fill themselves a little too much. And I'm like, you guys aren't that good. I think Nick Chubb's going to come in there and they're going to realize, oh, you got to play defense to win games. You can't just outscore everybody. And I think, yeah, I think that's going to happen. I think Miles Garrett is going to hit Tua very hard and is going to make his day very bad. I just uh, – the Browns are bad this year. Um, well, so, actually, I don't think it's so much as – they they have about one or two games on their schedule. They have one or two losses that they shouldn't have. All their other losses are losses they should have. They lost if Deshaun the Watson Jets was there, it would be different. I mean, they lost to the Jet by, by one point. They lost to the In Chargers a game they were leading. They shouldn't have lost points. that game. And then yep. three points to Baltimore. Yeah, which is a team they should lose to. So if you look at it, if you look at it, they're actually they um their schedule. I mean, their record says that they're that, but they're pretty much in the thick of things. So four of their losses are within three points or less. See, that's huge. That's a big thing. And let's take a look at Miami. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, Tua hasn't lost a game this season that he has fully played in and, com- and completed, I think. I mean, so when did he, did he get knocked out in the Bengals game? He got knocked. I can't remember. Because um, they had a, they were 3-0, then they lost to the Bengals, then the Jets, and then the Vikings. Yes, he got knocked out. of. It must have been the Bengals game because – I think Teddy played in the Dolphins game. Okay. And then 
After that, they they won three, they lost three, and they've won three more. Um, and they're just one of the many teams in the AFC East that are six and three. Yep. Uh, yeah, I have I have Miami winning this. Um, I just they'll probably win it by you know three or less. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. That's pretty much how the Browns season is gone. Um, the Broncos season is kind of gone. Even, now, the Broncos season, that's gone terrible. Broncos play the Titans. I have to pick the Broncos because they're my team, but nothing on paper says the Titans don't win this game. So I am I am picking Denver as well as my upset upset special of the week. I just <laughs> nice. I think coming coming off a bye. The, you know, Wilson's had a chance to heal up. Everyone's had a chance to kind of get their crap together. They know they're facing Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tannehill is either not, I don't think he's playing, right? Like they're going with, the yeah, it's still, yeah, he's still questionable. So I think, um, I mean, you can, so you can kind of target Derrick Henry, just, you know, put an extra man on the line, you know, put an extra linebacker yeah. in the game, just l- l- let the quarterback try to throw. Yes. You know, don't. Yes. You know, just don't let Henry run all over you and just stiff arm you to the to the end zone every single time. Yeah, and yeah, and you have a shot of winning. So I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, Nathaniel Hackett is another one of those coaches that yeah, he will not get another year. It's no freaking way. But um, Vrabel Vrabel finds a way to win games, so we'll see. Now, um, next up, Vikings-Bills. I think this is a litmus test for how good these Vikings actually are, and I think the Bills steamroll them. Yeah, I have – I picked Buffalo as well. I think uh, Minnesota will probably put up, like, two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter when they're already down by, like, 30. They'll be, like, 31-7, to seven, and then they'll yep. put up, you know, two, yes. two touchdowns late. And then it'll look a lot closer than it actually was. It'll, yes. And it won't. Like, oh, yes, they only exactly. lost by 10. It's like, well, they lost by 10 if you don't count the last five minutes of the game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be like that. It's a moral victory for them. Yeah. Next up, uh, Texas Giants. I don't think there's much to say. The uh, Giants probably by 10. Yeah, definitely Giants. Um, Jazz Chiefs, another game. Uh, Chiefs probably by 10 because the Chiefs are starting to roll. It's 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 inevitable. I think the way that Jacksonville's been playing and the way that Casey's been playing, Casey's gonna win by like three touchdowns at least. It seems like it. Yeah. Now that Saints Steelers game is is a very tricky game, very tricky. Because I think they say TJ might be back this week. Yeah, he's been he's been in my my IR spot since <laughs> like week two. It'd be great because like all my I have so many questionable players on my team. Like, I understand. I understand. Uh, that, Philly. <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, yeah, wow. I think the Steelers are. I think the Steelers are going to do this um, because the Saints proved they can't block. 
Yeah. Um, I actually picked the Saints in this game. Um, I just I don't have faith. Like when I look at the roster of Pittsburgh, I just have very little confidence. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know. I think coaching staff's amazing. The, uh, I guess, the love the chef, but the ingredients that dinner was made with <laughs> wasn't very good. I think they need more. I think, I think they need more talent. And yeah. with that, I also think if they can, I think they need to switch up how they're cooking those ingredients. That's which can help, I think. So. I, I actually enjoy the fact that Pittsburgh's had like four coaches in their history. Like they know that Tomlin uh, is a good coach. Yeah. You know, and I think they realize that he just doesn't have the talent right now yeah. to be able to effectively compete, especially with Cincinnati right now. Yeah. They probably have another five year window where they're going Easy. to be pretty good. Easy, uh, yeah. So that five years, stick with Tomlin. You know, you probably have a couple of years where you only get, you know, four or five wins, but you'll get some pretty good players. Yep. You know, and then people know that Pittsburgh is, you know, a historical winning franchise, so you can get uh, some good draft players. Yeah, the, the, there, there are places people will go to. There are places people will go, absolutely. Yeah. You, you don't want to end up in Cincinnati, typically. You don't want to end up in, in, in Cleveland. Typically. Yeah, you, you did something wrong when that happens, you know, a la Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to that division, then you want to go to the Steelers and you want to go to the Ravens. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I got the Steelers. Uh, next up, Colts Raiders. Let's say you. I picked... the, the the Jim Saturday. I mean, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Jeff Saturday game. I so, think mm-hmm. honestly, I think this depends on if Darren Waller plays. If he plays and he can be somewhat effective, like I don't think there's anyone in India who can stop him. And yeah. he's just been the last. Last year and this year, he's been very injured, very ineffective. If he can be effective in this game, yeah. then Vegas is going to win. If he's not playing, then uh, the Colts will probably get a surprising win. And Josh McDaniels will just be that much closer to... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Well, I think... Okay, I'm picking the Raiders because... Um, the Raiders have found a way to lose like four games this year. Like they seem to, they seem to find ways to lose games that they're winning. It's, it's actually kind of impressive. I think eventually they'll stop that. They'll realize, Oh, here's what we're doing wrong. Late in games. Let's not do those things. Sadly, it's probably not going to, they're probably not going to figure that out. So next season. Five of their six losses have been by a touchdown or less. I mean that's that's a pretty impressive statistic. Yeah, and you know they they're the the only one win. I mean only only one loss. The loss to the Saints there was a blowout. Other than that, they've competed in every game and just 
not been there at the end. Uh, I mean, I think even De- Devontae Adams said that, you know, they don't, he doesn't feel like their team should be losing. And I mean, if you look at the NBA, the Lakers team doesn't feel like they should be losing, but they are. Well, I think that, well, the, the thing about it is that Adams has a point. The, the, the point is the difference is if you're losing games that you were leading, that you were leading in and you had like 17 point leads in, that is going to make you say those kind of things. When it makes it, it does, it does have some truth to it. It's one thing if you're losing games 30 to three, and then you say, and then you say that, but it's like, no, you're losing games that you're, that you were, that the percentage of victory for you was super high in, in the game. But like I said, I think, but I also think, um, that's I think that's the thing Josh is going to have to clean up. I think when teams when teams have have leads and blow those leads in consecutive games, that's a coaching problem. That's not a player problem. Yeah, I, it's uh, oh, it's it, you kind of wonder what's going to happen. No, it's going to be it's going to be intense. Speaking of teams that blow leads, Rams versus Cars this week. Um, I think. I think the Rams, I think the Rams are done. I think the Rams are done. I think, I think eventually Matt Stafford might shut it down. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem that they're going to turn anything around. And I think the Cardinals are going to get another win, which isn't going to help them much because I think Cliff Kingsbury might get ousted at the end of the season. Yeah, I have I have the Cardinals winning this as well. Um, I think I think a lot of the players in the Rams are playing hurt, and or you know the ones who are hurt or injured yeah. aren't playing. Yeah. The rest exactly. are playing yeah. hurt, and it's just. I mean, Stafford was placed in concussion protocol today. Yeah, so, so odds are he's probably not gonna play this week. I know that Cooper Cup has been you know questionable for a few games. He's probably playing hurt. Um, yeah. So it's. I mean, they had a long season last year, and so yeah, you know, isn't young. He doesn't. No, think he stays in as good of a shape as now. someone like Brady. So <laughs> yeah. Charges. You no, know, he, he got he got beat up pretty good in Detroit. So yeah, I think having that one year, might that might be it. Yeah, we'll we'll see. They might come. I mean, they might come back. We'll see what happens. Now, um, Cowboys, Packers, a couple games left. Cowboys, Packers, honestly, I think the Packers have done. I don't see any conceivable way that they bounce back in, against the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are a legitimate defense. They're going to run the ball, and they might blow the Packers out. Yeah, I – I think it's going to be a bit of a blowout. Um, I have Dallas. Um, I mean, as as great as Aaron Rodgers thinks he is, uh, and other people think, yeah, exactly. I've, I mean, I've never been convinced. You know, he has um, he has one Super Bowl in his whole career, and I know he puts up a whole bunch of numbers, but Manning put up a bunch of numbers too. And he thanks the Denver defense for getting him <laughs> a Super Bowl. 
I love, okay, I will say this. Um, speaking of Rogers, I love his game, but I think there is definite um, truth in the debate on whether or not he's as good as his statistics say he is. And I'm, I'm open for all those discussions. I think there's, I think there is something there, but this year there's nothing there. So I think they need to figure out how he can hang it up and we start over. I'm going with the Niners. Now that they have McCaffrey, I think they're going to be rolling over everyone until the playoffs. I actually think, okay, so the Chargers just have, they've got a lot of injuries. I think if Keenan Allen can come back and Mike Williams can come back, they got a shot. Other than that, I'm I'm rolling with the Niners because um, the Niners are they had they just went through their bevy of injuries and now they're getting healthy again and they're playing at home. Ugh, it's a big game for them. And last game of the week, Commanders Eagles, uh, Eagles by a dozen. <laughs> I am actually going. On a crazy pick, I'm going to pick Washington. Whoa. Um, I don't know why. Like upset special. Like, yeah, upset special. Um, I just think Philly is due. I mean, you know? well, they ain't no, so they're definitely due at this point. Uh, and you know, being a uh, a divisional rival, uh, especially even the worst one, um I mean, the Eagles uh, rolled over them the first time, 24-8. I think the commanders know what to expect now. Um, And I just – I think the Eagles are going to kind of underperform. They're going to make a couple mistakes. uh, Commanders are going to be there at the end, and I think they're going to steal one. Oh. That'd be crazy, especially because the NFC East teams. Ugh, I love that chaos. <laughs> if if it happens, I'm gonna gloat next week. When it doesn't happen, I'm never gonna talk about it again. <laughs> I, like, oh, battle. I don't know what you're talking about. Perfect. Week ten in the books. Ah, <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. I'm, I'm really interested to see what that Germany game looks like. We'll see. On that note. We're getting out of here. I'm Isaiah. I'm Mark. Um, Dan, get well soon. Go Pats. Go Broncos. Peace. Awesome. That's it. Ugh. Get some rest because it's late there. I'm sorry, later.